What's good, Internet? And welcome to session 104 of Super GG Radio, where friends chat about video games and all things adjacent. I am your Sorcerer Supreme, Alex Arona, and I can make all things magics. With me this week, as always, is Retro Spider-Man Joel DeWitt. What's good, Joel? You know that feeling when you shoot your web and you're pretty sure it's going to hit a building, but not like 100%? That's, that's sort of where I'm at on this podcast. Yikes. Let's hope you don't plummet to your doom today. Also with us is old man Cranky Butt Logan of the podcast, Eric Getty Gettinger. Yes, I added Cranky Butt into this. You're going to get off, are you going to tell me to get off your lawn, Getty? No, but you can call me Grumpinger. Grumpinger from here on out. Grumpinger? Grumpinger. Okay. Joke's on you. I already do that behind your back. Hey. <laughs> Lastly, with us to round out our crew is our own master of mag- magnetism. Speaking about your personality, Alec Parks. Welcome back, good buddy. Thanks, Alex. It's never easy being this charming. People are literally attracted to me, but sometimes it's belt buckles. Hmm. Okay. Let's stay away from that one. Avoid that one. Well, this week we search for contraband and early adopters, rummaging through the news for a good story, then have a forced check-in with Joel for the backlog. Super GG Radio Assemble! Into early adopters where we play alphas, betas, and games that make me want to join a company of heroes. No, I did. Well, yes. Okay. Okay. Depends on which one. <laughs> I feel like that's another game that we didn't play. I, I've never played Company of Heroes. Rogue Heroes. Ruins of Tassos. T- Tassos? I, I'll go Tass- with the short A, Tassos. But Tassos. Just commit Rogue- with one. Okay. Rogue Heroes. Ruins of Tassos is a Alec... Well, you know, the rogue expert here, Alec, hit me with the description. So the way I've kind of sold people on this is it's a link to the past with rogue light. Yes, light elements and multiplayer. You've got an overworld. You've got dungeons, but the dungeons are randomized every time you play. Okay. Every time you enter them, actually. Yeah, they do. They do vary that far because me and you were playing through one, and at the beginning you have to give up all of your uh, jewels. Gems. Yes. So there's two main currencies in uh, Rogue Heroes. There's the gem. Hey everyone, Joel here. Uh, Alex, audio encountered some issues. Uh, for the most part, it's fine. But just for your awareness, Alex was trying to say here there are gems that you get in the dungeon. And those are used to build up your town to work on your farm, which I know Joel will like. Mm-hmm. And there's coins. The coins are used in the dungeon to open certain chests. Or there is a shady character selling maps, bombs, potions. Uh, and you can use those, uh, the coins, to purchase those. Whatever you don't use in town... Uh, on your with your gems to build up the town to improve your stats you must sacrifice at the beginning of every time you enter a dungeon basically starting you to uh, that you starting you essentially over and then also the dungeon being randomized with varying rooms and layouts and tons and tons of hidden areas there's there's the walls are usually like adorned with like curtains and so you attacking them will reveal either the wall or a hidden entrance. So there are uh, all sorts of ways to explore and find new items and, 
hidden things. Yes. Uh, one of the fun things about this that I really enjoyed was in the first dungeon, you really haven't unlocked anything, but they give you glass items yep. to get you through. <laughs> what did you think about those, Joel? Uh, you know, as somebody who actually defends the breakability in Breath of the Wild, I actually thought it was kind of funny. Like, <laughs> I, I thought it was pretty clever how they uh, integrated that into everything. No, and then, well, then you can, you know, they, they, it's the way to give you the items without fully getting, like, you're not ready for that area yet, or you haven't unlocked it yet. So there is a there is an unlockability right. while still not handicapping your progress. Yep, exactly. So it... it it, it it made me smile because it's what part of what is nice about Zelda is that you are slowly accumulating all these different items that allows you to take on more difficult dungeons, solve different puzzles, and the whole like glass breakable once you die kind of thing is is a fun way to limit it to that run. <laughs> You know, so you're still getting the enjoyment of using like the hook shot or uh, bow and arrow and, and the like, but you know you have to just start all over again. But given the sort of structure of the game, it totally makes sense. And it's got a nice, crisp pixel art look that feels really fluid and snappy. So it's mm-hmm. not it's not like I mean the levels are kind of laid out in like almost like a grid, but. The movement isn't dictated as such. You can move in diagonals, and it, it feels really smooth. Uh, yeah. And then the combat. The complaint I had is that it does do the the Zelda-style op- open kind of world. Mm. And it's like, oh, wait, go ahead. But they didn't directly give me uh, a specific direction. So everywhere I went every single way. Oh, no, they did. Yeah, I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> yeah, I know that's said, clear. I know go, that's clear. You should go to the northeast, and I was like, oh, yeah, I definitely want to do that, but maybe I I'll did explore. not, and I went everywhere else, and they had fairies that were that had made magic barriers, and they literally said, like, I don't know. I was told to put a magic barrier here. You can't go past. Cool. And I'm like, I guess. I guess I got to keep going. And I ran into, like, three of those. by a fairy, Alex. I ran into three of those son bitches before I could get <laughs> before I got to the right place. You know, every every week, one of us reveals ourselves as a dumbass for different reasons. Last uh, week, it was uh, me. And uh, welcome to the barrel, Alex. Alex yep. doesn't do tutorials. <laughs> this is no. like common knowledge. So uh, for them to tell him, like, hey, you should definitely go here, he wasn't going to read that. Come on. But real talk, guys. So the first thing I noticed when you start the game is it has, like, a counter at the bottom. It's like, oh, I you knew what I was shrooms. doing. Yeah. Did anybody yep. else kill, like, 80 shrubs in the first town before doing anything else? Or was it just me? That was just you. That was I spent I, 15 my, minutes my, killing shrubs. And what did you get for it? Nothing. Achievement? Well, no, I don't even know. It just it it gave me the next step of it. It was like, now kill 160. And I was like, oh, well, this is just a demo, so I'm not that invested in it. So I'm just going to continue... But Man, I did, I, I did bug out, and that's where I had to cut off on this one. If I have a critique, yeah, yeah. we we Go ran ahead. into the, those couple of bugs. Getty, you had yours, and what was the bug? Uh, when I got to the third floor of the dungeon, I got a black screen and nothing. I couldn't uh, interact with any of the interface, and I had to force shut the program. So. 
unfortunately, that's where I had to call it. And I thought I was doing pretty good, too. Yeah, Alex and I tried to the multiplayer. We did a local co-op using um, Parsec. And we ran into a bug as well. We got the, the big key, as it would be in Zelda. Uh, I was carrying it, but I ended up dying in the run. And Alex resurrected mm. me at a shrine. But then the big key was missing. We had no choice but Ooh. to die to exit the dungeon and start over again. Uh, you think that's that, a bug, or you think that is specifically how the game works? Uh, that's the only person I've ever played multiplayer with, so I have no idea. That's my <laughs> one experience. I do. Th that seems like it's a bug, because that just completely makes the resurrections on the third floor useless. Sure. Well, if nothing else, you should, when you die, drop the key... So that, so that somebody has to pick up. it up. Yeah. yeah. But the question is, like, the, the, it looks like a shared item. So why was it not shared is, like, the, like the kind of the real question. And either way, it doesn't it, – It's it was a small thing. We were, we were That took up, what, like 15 minutes of our time. We could have gone back and cleared it again with yeah. little kind of issues. So I still felt like the game is smooth enough. And – uh, this it, it it is out. It is out. Uh, Alex, do you remember the release date? I think it was end of February. Yeah, February twenty third. Okay. It is so this out. is newly out, and it's on Nintendo Switch. But uh, it is a fun indie that I feel like gives a lot of good rogue elements, replayability, and uh, you were unlocking classes. How many classes did you end up unlocking? Uh, on Steam, I had unlocked two additional classes but i had the threads to purchase two more nice okay do you have a preference so, on which classes oh you said you only had two but so what was the I, other one that you unlocked uh i unlocked the uh the one that i was playing with was the the thief and i love it for the maneuverability the thief has the highest speed okay but then the threads that I had were Knight and Ranger as well. Okay. Uh, and since I, I dove in and I bought it, it was 20 bucks, and I had enough fun with the demo that I was like, yep, I'm going to keep playing. Uh, yeah, I, th this was this was a tempting one because it, it, it feels the, – the look and feel is very obviously cribbing off of 2D Zelda. Uh, but the the fluidity of movement, not being constrained to just sort of the left, right, up, down, the way that the old Zeldas are sort of tiled, uh, adds a little bit of nicer feeling to it too. So it's 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 going on my wish list. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and since uh, since I bought it in, I guess it was the first week or so that it came out, I I got the bomber class as well, which Alex, oh. you were playing with that for a while. Secret that, bonus class. Uh, it was a little slower, but you use the bomb as like a like a jump, so it like would shoot mm. you forward and give you like a dash mechanic. So that was kind of a neat twist on it. Plus it it would um, it would do damage around people, but you couldn't really lay any extra bombs except for just for that dash motion. So it was both it was both uh, a cool movement mechanic, but also uh, I feel like it didn't add too much variability there at least. 
So you're upset that you weren't Bomberman, is what I just heard. <laughs> yes, yes. But it also made me laugh because it looked like the bombs and the explosions came out of his butt. <laughs> As they should. So, uh, overall, I think uh, people should really look out for Rogue Heroes, Ruins of Tassos. It feels like very smooth, very quick-paced. And there are uh, a, a lot of the, the Rogue Legend of Zelda-style games. I, I like to call them Zelda-likes. <laughs> and uh, there was one that I dove into called Moonlighter. And uh, I could tell you right now, I, ready, uh, I played 15 hours of Moonlighter before I kind of called that one. And Rogue Heroes, to me, hit better, mood faster, snappier, and more engaging than, than one of those. So I think right off the bat, my first impressions are very good of it. Well, that and Moonlighter, what was the, the plague that it suffered from? The fact that you had to run your shop during the day? That was, that was actually, to me, the more engaging part. I really? thought that the dungeon crawling was slower paced and felt hmm. a little bit more of a slog. All right. Well... Yeah. Fair enough. That's why I like that's why I like this one because it was faster paced and snappier. But you know what I didn't find snappy, Getty. <laughs> that's a bad transition, Sm- right smooth there. Smooth as butter. <laughs> contraband police. A piece of butter with rocks in it. Yeah, contraband police. Getty, you chose contraband police. Tell me why did you why did you select this game? Like I select all of my games, Alex, just to vex you. Okay. No, uh, this one, it popped up on Steam, and being that that's where most of my inspiration comes from, uh, and it, it looked really kind of interesting, I've never played um, Papers, Please, and I know how mm-hmm. much you, that's a big, uh, a big podcast go-to uh, that we have. Uh, this is probably as close as I'll ever get to playing that game. Okay. Yeah. That, that's why I'm surprised that you didn't connect with it, Alex, because it, it really just feels like paper pe- please, but in a first person point of view. <laughs> you know? I, I, well, I don't want to, I don't want to, that's more for off air for me to sit there and uh, lay oh, out my yell at us? Okay, so <laughs> anyway, <laughs> so Contraband Police Prologue, this is, you take the role of uh, Eastern European uh, soldier, officer who has been assigned to this outpost because it turns out that the previous chief there was taking all of the contraband for himself and and just not doing nice stuff so uh the tutorial is very very detailed it has you uh, checking all of the people's passports as they come into the country you have to match the information against what you have uh, to make sure that there aren't any discrepancies and then it's your job to also log any of the problems that happen um, or damage that's occurred to the vehicles. So upon allowing somebody to come into the gate, you do a, a walk around the car, take notes in your notebook of how much damage has happened. And then you talk to the person and try and figure out, okay, this person can come in or no, I'm sending them back. And it, yeah. it is very detailed. Like it gives you like this little notebook that you have and you can reference like what the cars look like, um, the different kind of watermarks on the passports, what they should be in yeah. this game. What paper you should use, what yeah. paper they should be made of. That that I think right there was part of like my at least a little bit more hindrance with it was that you could select the paper of the passport and match it 
with the the code in your booklet to make sure that they did match if you were unsure but that was a vi- one a limited range well and you only have so much of that it's like a I guess it's like a focus gauge that's at the top of the yeah. screen. So at the start of every day, it, it refreshes, but you can only try and focus in and and get help from the game to a certain extent. Otherwise, it's mm-hmm. up to you to to try and figure out, okay, is this name spelled correctly? And I, that shouldn't have been too much of a, a hurdle here because in the the demo, until you get to the last day, like a lot of the stuff they they spoon feed it to you. Right. Yeah. And I think that, that I, I just that was my that was my initial beef that and I also didn't it was hard for me to gauge because uh, there is a, a level of where you should not allow someone in and it's cool because it is the 3D jank almost looks like it was made in the 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 Valve Steam um, you know what I'm talking about the whatever that yeah, engine is the, what like Half Life and yeah. uh, the light are built in yeah yeah and that that's what it was interesting but. I just couldn't gauge what how much I could let go. Uh, I think the third day, uh, the guy had the wrong name on the passport, and he had the wrong country. And even then, they're like, "Nope, should let him through." And I was like, "What did I? Was I? I don't." Mm. Mm. Uh, so it was a little unclear for me what the goal was or how much. I, hmm. I don't know. I didn't encounter anything like that. It was all pretty straightforward. But okay, I think the really fun part is that once you start to be able to like find contraband and you're like cutting open yeah. people's seats <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like that was and, the tires like somebody shoved cigarettes into the tires and you're like hitting it with a pitchfork to get the cigarettes to pop out and, and even if they're wrong like even if they're causing in trouble and and like they are the driver is like swearing at you yeah. and acting all and didn't like why are you messing up my vehicle as if i'm not just tearing out money from your back seat <laughs> inseam right now and it's just so it's it, it is that funny kind of like uh disconnect it, it's it's not really realism right like obviously it's not going for oh, no. realism so like because it's not this super scripted thing, you have these kind of unintentionally funny moments like that. And, or, uh, you get to the segment where you have to drive the, uh, the prisoners over to the work camp. And I don't know about you guys, but I I take the driving portion and I use that as every opportunity to see what I can break. (laughs) And so, you know, you drive as fast as you can into the, uh, the tree that's been felled and on the road, uh, you see what, Oh, I, I killed somebody (laughs) by driving into (laughs) their car and like, they gave me a penalty for doing it. (laughs) So like there, there's real consequences to that section. I mean, I definitely crashed into a couple of things, but I didn't kill anyone. (laughs) Joel, uh, when's your license expire? My real one? (laughs) Yeah. Um, I think I I got a few years left, yeah. Okay. Well, guys, look out. Joel's on the road. You don't live near me anyway. (laughs) Uh, I'm out in your neck of the woods sometimes, so I'll have to watch out. Mm. No, I thought this this was a fun game. Yeah, oh, well, it was a fun I, demo. I, I was pleasantly surprised by it because I, I didn't play Papers Please, but I played Not Tonight, which is basically Papers Please in Brexit. So, yeah. you know, I, I got a flavor for that, and I appreciated the experience, but I, I didn't know how 
eager I would be to play another thing like that. But I think the fact that it's a 3D space, you actually have to walk around this vehicle to inspect it and scrutinize it beyond just checking the paperwork, it added like just enough to be compelling to me. Yep. Awesome. Yeah, unfortunately, I didn't get to play it. Every time I tried to load it up, it just froze on the main screen. It, you know what? I, I thought I had that concern too. I'm not sure how long you waited. It, it took like a full minute for it to load up for me when I I tried it. So, I have the patience of a frightened mouse. So, not long mm. enough. All right. Mm-hmm. That was contraband police. The prologue. That one is currently not out, but um, I would suggest everybody just move along. Move along before I cup open any more upholstery looking for cigarettes. We'll be right back. wanted to thank you for everything you do. That was nice, Kenny. Was Was it? We'll see. First piece of news. uh, The TMNT Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Revenge of Shredder. uh, New game coming out. Four player, I only assume couch co-op might be online. Joel, do we know if it's it's got online or not? No, it's too early to tell. I, I feel like that has to have online. Really? I mean, very it, it's, few it's a, things. It's a are, shame if that's not. Very few things now are couch only. I mean, Streets of Rage wasn't, yeah. So yeah, th- there are plenty of indie titles too that will will do that, and, and this is technically being developed by an indie developer. But uh, given the popularity between just the license and then the history of Turtles beat 'em ups, uh, unforgivable if they don't have online. Shredder's Revenge. Unfor- uh, Joel, uh, do you think this would be this year? Unforgivable. Uh, I'm hoping it's not this year because I want to get it day one when it comes out. <laughs> Joel's not allowed to this, buy video games. This looks really good, guys. <laughs> I just, do love that you, you you really quickly came up with a loophole. Gift cards are not real money. Can I ask you then, as we're on this topic, because it's been bothering me, if... Uh-huh. You get your refund, because now we know that we're going to, not refund, but we get our stimulus check, all right? Uh Mm. If Kelly then takes some of that money and purchases GameStop gift cards (laughs) for you, (laughs) this is cheating. I like where this is going. No, this is cheating. (laughs) That was my first thought. I was like, Joel's just going to buy a bunch of gift cards and be like, I don't know, I found these in a drawer. This is like some uh, Wall Street hedge fund screwery. (laughs) It needs to come from a third party. (laughs) Third party. Not from in the house. Not family, not related to the podcast. Okay, okay, but, but, okay. What? Question, question. Okay. Let's say I have a birthday and my wife so happens to get me a gift card at GameStop. Why wouldn't you just have her get you the game? Why wouldn't you just have her get you that collector's edition of Scott Pilgrim? Because maybe she wants me to have the fun of spending it i don't know she she, she enjoys the act of actually purchasing the items more than i do See? so 
I'm sure that <laughs> Kelly would be like, Joel, look what look what I got for us to play. And then you'd be like, oh, great, more Kingdom Hearts. Right. <laughs> Just throw it right into the trash. There we go. Uh, no, I'm going to have the satisfaction of deleting that off my PlayStation 4 once I'm done. <laughs> well, you still got like four or five more games. Guys. Uh, you got oh, so oh, yeah. Much. It'll be 2023 before I get done with it at this rate. I, I just... I. Made your progress, and then I just get stuck on a, a damn boss wall. And oh, this game, we had a boss. I eventually beat it, and then I did like twenty minutes later, and it's the same damn boss, <laughs> only harder. You. That's how they get you, man. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I spent I spent all of last weekend just grinding <laughs> for that boss, and it still got stuck. I blame some of it on the uh, COVID symptoms, the the vaccine side effects. But all right. Next piece of news. It's not because you're bad. Uh, Dynasty <laughs> Warriors movie. Uh, we I don't know what like I got to look at the data in this one. But Getty, I, I sent this to you, and you seemed very very hyped on that. Yeah, because this is like the perfect crazy thing. This is Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. This is Jet Li and Hero. Like, that's the level of of jackassery I expect to see from a movie like this, <laughs> where it's one guy, and he's got his, like, polearm, or he's got, like, the, the sword, and he's just taking down, like, tons and Hundreds. tons. And then he comes across one other person, and they have an epic duel. <laughs> that is what Dynasty powerful. Warriors is about. When When was the last, like, epic kung fu movie? Oh, man. Well, it depends on what movies you're watching. The Raid and Raid 2 are instant classics. Ang okay. Bak, 1 through 3, phenomenal. Yeah, Hits okay. people in the face with his knee all the time. Anything recently? Because I've been kind of out of the, the loop as well. Yeah. Like, there yeah, was a that's... big resurgence. Was it when we were in high school? Or maybe it was uh, after high school towards college? when mm-hmm. When there was just a lot... Of movies like that coming out and now right and now we got nothing i gotta watch four hour justice league because because that's what came out <laughs> yeah yeah you, you almost had a chance to watch it if you were interested in tom and jerry <laughs> i heard i'm kind of jealous but i am not interested in tom and jerry also uh, Angbach one two and three the last one came out 2010 and the raid two came out uh 2014 so yeah so those have been out for a bit. I feel like there's got to be something. There's always there's always good like Korean horror movies though. I mean, Monster Hunter does have Tony Ja from Angbok. That conversation's over, right? He didn't. He didn't hit. He didn't, he I, should, I didn't say a word. Yeah, he didn't attack also, the monster with his knees though. That's what he needed to do. To attack him with his knees. That would have gotten him. I feel like that's not how you kill monsters in Monster Hunter. Are his knees magic? They're powerful. He's t- He's a Muay Thai boxer. They're all knees, buddy. It's mm. frightening. I've seen it live. No, no thank you. <laughs> now, Alec, you brought uh, in, in our news article from uh, Ars Technica uh, regarding game prices uh, upping to 70. Uh, do you want to you wanna break this down for us? Yeah, so it looks like um, the 2K sports franchises have started stated that the next uh, 2k game is going to be 70 dollars for yep. nba 2k 21 for the next gen systems mm-hmm. 
And the question is, how much, how much are new games worth? Is it worth $70 for NBA 2K21? Extensively, no, considering that those games are are very repetitive. But I will tell you, I bought Persona 5 Strikers without thinking that I probably would have. I I would have been like, oh, $70, that's fine. I really want this game. Yeah, right. So where's what games are actually worth like $70? Is Madden worth $70 every year? I have to feel like for some people, these games are their bread and butter and they will pay in order to play. It's like they're one or two games a year that they actually buy and play. I, yeah. I've known people yeah. who play sports games and they will play them religiously. So I know I'm, I know more people that have systems in their house that are specific. Like there is a, a a very specific demographic that it's FIFA all the time. I I, I go skateboarding with you know people and they're uh, you do they they're not video game people. <laughs> they're soccer people and they're mm-hmm. th- that there's an overlap. There is a overlap in the the venn diagram of skateboarders and soccer players and so they're they're with that it's like oh yeah new fifa let's go let's play new fifa yeah but if you also call it soccer then you're getting socked in the face so no they're mostly americans though yeah the brazilians are real big into skateboarding and football Football. i'd pay 70 dollars for super mario strikers yeah i would too (laughs) or for (laughs) (laughs) f-zero yeah yeah, take my money, Nintendo. But so then, nice. it's, so that, that brings up a good question. The Nintendo Switch Pro, which is hypothetical, would they jack up the prices for those, considering that that would maybe be considered next-gen? No, I don't think. Here's, here's the difference between Nintendo, Sony, Microsoft. Nintendo's games do not depreciate in value. They just don't. So because of that, they can stick to a $60 game price. And the reason why they can hang on to that is because over the lifespan of that game, as it's being sold in retail, you might see it go down to 40 or 30 after it's been out for years. You know, yeah. whereas and then like, 20 bucks when the uh, no, 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 the, 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 the special edition, the anniversary edition or whatever comes out. Even then, I, I've I've never seen an I've never seen like a real like very like maybe in a resale shop, but no, no. never like I, I know what you're talking about. So, uh, like the gold, uh, yeah, they used to do it, but I that's the reason why I picked up Zelda, Ocarina and Time on 3DS because it finally dropped to twenty dollars after right it was the system yeah. was about to die basically. Which, but, but they haven't oh, okay. they haven't done that since the Wii U, and nobody owned one I, of those except for and Joel. nobody owned one of those, so it, it didn't matter. Like that, the part of that is that they are positioning th- the Switch in a way that they don't need to reduce price. They don't need to sell. Just like you looked at something like Mario Kart Eight that came out at launch for this thing, and it's still top of the charts selling every week like they they don't need to and then mm-hmm. the sony games it'll it'll retain value for maybe a month or two before you start seeing it for 45 40 dollars and then that following black friday you're going to get it for 20 or 25 it's just i understand why they're increasing their price because the entryway of a new console lets them have sort of a clean break where they say okay this is what we're doing moving forward. It's the same way they handled uh, online for PlayStation 4. 
PlayStation Plus uh, didn't include online for PlayStation 3. It was just free online. And then they justified it as saying, like, okay, this new system, we're going to make it more robust, and so we have to charge for it. So uh, it's it's the slow creep of uh, monetizing every part of your experience. Right. I mean, well, we, just, and- we just saw Immortals Phoenix Rising came out in December, and it's already 25 bucks. Today, yeah. it's Ubisoft bucks. games are notorious for that. Yeah, well, and let's keep in mind, too, that the games so far that we know are coming out at this price point are the annual games from 2K Sports, mm-hmm. Call of Duty from Activision, which mm-hmm. feels annual even if it's not. It is. It is annual. Uh, it is annual. Is it? They yeah. really Pretty new... much. Okay. Every, yeah. every, every, every November. Every, November. October, November. Uh, and some first-party PS5 exclusives. So I do hope that this is not the major trend. Otherwise, I mean, I don't buy a whole lot of games anyway, but I'm just going to have to wait for those Steam sales for things to go dirt cheap. And it's going to, I'm already barely a console player, but it's going to drive me farther (laughs) and farther away. Well, I mean, the thing is, though, is that we haven't had a price hike in forever. Game prices have been the same for a long clip now what's it three generations three generations that's unheard of uh, 360 was when they started the 60 dollar price point so that's uh 360 one no, this is the third generation a, so yeah i guess about a decade i guess then if that's the case mm-hmm. longer i'm world all i know is uh, that yeah. i'll pay the extra 10 bucks for what a death loop and returnal probably whatever those games look like they're worth an extra ten bucks for me. I just I, I look forward to the near future when we're paying forty, forty five, fifty dollars for indie games and uh, honestly if we're paying that price out I, I expect that it'd be pretty robust. Like there there is this middle space that doesn't really exist anymore between the triple A stuff and the indie space. Yeah. You know? There, there are a few things that hit it like um, Deep Rock Galactic. Sure, and that's yeah. only thirty bucks. Granted, but there was I've but there, I think that what what he's talking about is that there was like there was a B tier level of games that were coming out for uh, like I think it was more like the PlayStation three three sixty era. Yeah, uh, games like uh, Gun Black. Um, what was it? There was that one where you threw the blade. I can't remember them. Uh, I can't remember. You had like this, the the the. the <laughs> The weird uh, blade that you throw and it would come right back. That was your main mode of weapon. I can't even think about it. What are you talking about? <laughs> I mean, is that like a boomerang? What else it's was like in this game? Yeah, d- describe something else in the game. Was the main character male, female? He was a male, almost like the setting. Future space. I don't think about Future space. So we have a, a male. It was also one word, which is like weird. Space ninja. It's also one word. Hmm. Is a PlayStation 3 game? Yes. Yeah. This is going to bother, doesn't bother me, but it's okay. Also, uh, was it Darkness and Darkness 2? No, no, you're going to figure out what games. that name of ge- that game is right now. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you go ahead and talk amongst yourselves. I'm fat Princess. Out. Was it Fat Princess? It wasn't Fat Princess. No, but you're, you're right. <laughs> the, we either have indies that cost like 15, 20 bucks, and we accept that they're indies, and that they are not triple a games or we have triple a games that are 60 dollars or more for collector's editions 
I think that goes back into the price devaluation, though, in that those AAA games, for the most part, fall so quickly that you can hold off and, and get like a middle-tier pricing out of it if you don't feel like you need to get it right away yeah. or be obsessed with being like in the zeitgeist of you know having conversations with people about what you're playing. So doesn't matter. Money's not real. <laughs> yeah, it's a concept. You're just any waiting. Long time. You're just waiting for uh, GameStop to start accepting uh, Bitcoin, aren't you? No, I'm waiting for GameStop to create their own crypto. <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> Game Stonks. God. So Stonk I coin. I really kind of want to know what Alex typed into the Google machine. <laughs> <laughs> it's it coming out great is it coming out yeah, his face see. is not not telling a good story uh so i i guess that's really it for the news this week we didn't have well a, i did also of, want to just make a comment on uh, how i'm go. not i'm not particularly pumped about if the the, like the new switch model which is fine i just don't want it to be another th- new 3ds because that frustrated the hell out of me i waited i waited until the 3ds i thought was dead and i bought one used still more money than i wanted and i uh got it and i was all hyped and then they came up with a new 3ds and all of a sudden i couldn't play legend of zelda link to the past that was the one i wanted i, I wanted to play legend of zelda link to the past and i was pretty bummed so i hope that they don't make uh, i did see a rumor that they were going to make uh games that would only work on the new uh nintendo switch as a rumor and that would piss me off the, the yeah. funny thing Go ahead. I don't know uh, who's going to jump in first. Go ahead, Alec. I was going to say, yeah, that would piss me off too, but there was only like two or three first-party titles that I really wanted to play that were on the new 3DS. Most other games worked on both. But if they worked on both, they ran like crap on the original. So we, so. we learned something today. Alex chooses bad times to buy old consoles? Yep. I, I I got some bad news for you guys. I, I'm pretty sure that's going to be the case. And and unlike the 3DS, it'll probably have plenty of games over time that require the new Switch. I mean, the reason why the Switch one didn't take off is that they did the iteration like the last year or two of the damn system's life. Uh, the Switch, I'm telling you, like my mind goes, it's going to be an iPad model kind of thing where it's, you know, iterative but meaningful updates over a long span of time and then you're going to see phasing out of software that can no longer play on anything except like switch 2.0 and below but uh, Ooh, that would piss me off so much too if they restricted <laughs> you like that hold on you, who had a n64 out of all of us so i did yep and alex did Alex, do you remember the little expansion piece? Yes, expansion I know, pack? I know, and that's, that's exactly that what it, too. Maybe they'll come up with some solution where I can just <laughs> stick a something into the USB C here, and I'll be able to play. I know that that's not the case, but I, I would I would dunk on you guys, but I had to pay for a multi tap for PlayStation. So. Nice, uh, I think, yeah. I think I lost in that exchange. There weren't even that many good games to play with the damn thing either. <laughs> so just, just no money Bomberman though. Bomberman, I. I definitely had a couple of the uh, splitter cables for Game Boy back in the day. Oh mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. gotta those gotta things. fight those Pokemon's. Yep the the Pokemans. The Pokemans, yep. <laughs> yeah. There you go. I can't even be wrong correctly. Nah, it's okay. It's uh, definitely what my parents still call it. So, 
You still playing on those Pokemans? Yeah, my. <laughs> I went outside to go for like a three mile walk so I could catch one. That's nice. Oh. Are you winning? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there we go. Getty, get us out of here. All right. Once again, news. Thank you. Just because the rest of the co hosts on this show are useless. Not so nice now. Yes. Not so nice now. And now we can go to break. Be right back. backlog vlog where we play games we are already played on two other platforms also it was dark sector it was dark sector everybody calm down it doesn't count remembered alex actually didn't find it alec had to find it (laughs) by searching for exactly how you described the game but i was right what was it space throwy was it what did did you google space throw star or something like that oh (laughs) god space throwing glaive Okay, there we go. But see, I, I, it came up right away. I got it. Should Dark Sector be video game homework? I think it might have to be. Can, Can we, we all get, get copies it of it? It's not on PC. <laughs> I think it's on Steam. Is it? Uh, uh, according to Wikipedia. Yeah, oh, and mine's, that oh, has Windows. To be it's honest. on Windows. It's on Windows. It's on the Windows Store. <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> Is it Windows Store <laughs> still? To buy, dark I'm sure there's it somewhere. Sector. We're really, <laughs> we're really off the rails. This on backlog this one. is a mess. <laughs> yeah, it, it's ten <laughs> bucks on Steam. Dark. Okay, it is on Steam. Okay, yeah. you know what? I'm gonna buy it right now. We'll discuss it in a future episode. I'll get back to everybody. Okay. Okay. Hold on. One more thing. Uh, I have to now double check how long to beat Dark Sector. <laughs> <laughs> wow i have to plan my time accordingly it's only eight and a half hours he, he only I mean, has a time budget now only yeah, eight and a half hours all right i'm good i'm in okay dark sector uh backlog blog let's go uh getty you played code vein code vein again well i mean we played it for early adopters we did now it it is released and you are deep 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 into code vein some anime dark souls hit me yeah, I mean, you described it already, so... Uh, we did we did do a... I think it was a stress test, or maybe it was the online multiplayer to try out Code Vein back in... Wow. It was either late 2019 or 2020, but... But that that's it. It is a anime Dark Souls game. So, in the, the whole scheme of things, it is not the hardest souls game that i've ever played it's actually pretty manageable and you get a sidekick that uh, accompanies you through the levels the boss fights so you have like a a little bit of a reprieve you can you can run away and try and hide while you heal and your partner will try and dps the boss or they'll get hosed in your place they they can also revive you which is really handy, but you only get one of those every 20 seconds or so. 
you're you're speaking my language with Dark Souls, but easier. <laughs> now, <laughs> it's definitely easier than other Souls games that I've played. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I. Hmm. This is on Game Pass. It is on Game, Game Pass. Pass. It is. So, it it's at least low barrier to entry to me if I decide that it's not uh, up my alley. I can bounce between that and then uh, Fallout 3 and 4 and New Vegas and say that I can't play any of them. Oh, yeah, for sure. So They all got added to Game Pass. I'll, uh, yep. I'll give you a little bit of story background for it. It is a futuristic setting, except the world is in ruins, and you are a revenant. The goal is to stay alive. The, the plot is extremely not helpful to start. Like, you wake up and they're like, oh, you better go get some, some of these blood beads so that you can stay alive. And it's like, oh, okay. So then you start exploring. Obviously, monsters are jumping out in every direction. Um, the save points, or the, the campfires, if you will, they are pretty frequent, and trying to find your way around isn't very confusing. Uh, but you have to find the campfires to un- unravel or find more of the map. So that's that's one of the helpful parts, except trying to find <laughs> these little campfires, because that, that can be pretty difficult. But the, the real linchpin of the game is that as you progress, you can get more of what they call blood codes. And a blood code is a different like style of play so you start so it's out like with, a class right yeah you start out with like a basic one it's pretty well balanced and then you get like a ranger like a sorcerer and then from there it's i think i have like 16 now wow they just like keep throwing them at you and you can unlock the skills in the classes and then you can equip them to your current build if you maximize them so there is a lot of different ways that you can build out your character as well as uh, just play differently. Uh, you can you can try and do like the sorcerer path uh, and use one of the partners who's more tanky, or I definitely prefer to do a lot of the close quarters fighting. So I am not afraid to <laughs> to get wailed on right now. So so what uh, d- what way does it incentivize you to use different classes? Because I. My, my time with Souls games are limited, but I did play a decent bit of Demon Souls when that first came out, and my perception of that one, at least, was that you're really better served to just stick with a class and a style of play, because otherwise you need to relearn the timing of where to dodge and how to move around and things. So there isn't too much of a... I, I shouldn't say there isn't too much. Okay, well... If you can unlock some of the different abilities from the other classes, then you can bring them into the fold of what you normally play. So one of the ones that I just unlocked the other day was um, an ability to uh, regain HP on enemy kill. I don't have enough resources to outright purchase it and equip it, so I'm going to have to play that class so that I can get that ability so that I can bring it back to the current one that I'm using. But you are right, Joel. So if you decide that you want to... There's only a handful of weapons, too. So mm. there's like a there's a regular sword, a two-handed sword. Um, you can have a polearm, 
a giant axe or hammer, and then a gun. That's it. Okay. So if you pick one of those, you can you can actually switch between two weapons on the fly. So if you want to use a gun and a sword, you can. All right. Um, but there's there's a lot of different mechanics that go into it. You have a limited amount of ichor, which allows you to draw either magical elements or fire your gun, and then you only get it back by killing enemies or using uh, items. So there's honestly, I. I'm always hesitant to try a new Souls game because I don't want to hit that wall and <laughs> just get like beaten up and thrown aside. In this one, I've only had difficulty with one boss so far, and that was like the fifth or sixth one because it required that you there wasn't a an easier save point to get to, so you had to make it through like five or six difficult mobs before you could fight this boss. All of the other ones I've I've dispatched within two or three tries. Some of them on the first try. So hmm. this is definitely if you have access to Game Pass, I recommend giving it a go. Yeah, I, I think I'll take it for a quick spin to see if it's even approachable for me. I, I'm curious. I am. It's really not as bad as as some of the other games. Like I've been <laughs> I feel bad playing some other games. <laughs> I'm going to derail this just a little bit because I've heard you guys talk about Game Pass before, so I'm finally looking into it. Did Microsoft just recreate Sega Channel? Kind of. Yeah. You never really looked into Game Pass because it's a phenomenal phenomenal thing. The the reason like the the price to admission is already is a little bit higher than what you would initially think except for the fact that I want to say Price Four of admission is a dollar. Well, oh, yeah, that's good. But no, there. I think right what is now. it? You, what is it monthly now? It's like twenty bucks a month or something. Ten. I think it's fifteen. But uh, every I don't have an I, Xbox, I say, so it's only ten. Oh, because you would be only in PC. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. But I think every six months, or not every six months. I'm sorry. Once every uh, six times a year, there will be these uh, codes for Game Pass for you know three months of Game Pass for what, like 20 bucks or something like that. And right. so uh, I usually, like, we'll, we'll throw it out, like, we're like, hey, coupon, here you go. And uh, I know I'll buy, like, three of them and then just load up my account. I think I'm good till mid-2021 right now. Yeah. Alternatively, what you can do, I think, is you could buy Xbox Live Gold, like, a year of that. And then if you buy, like, one month of the Xbox Game Pass Ultimate, after that, it'll convert it all to the Xbox Game Pass Ultimate. Yeah. I'm not sure how much longer they're, they're going to allow that, but that's the way it currently works. So there's all sorts of like different ways to like cheat the system and just kind of make it like a really good price for what you're getting, which is already, I think, as a, as a cost value, it is a phenomenal price. And especially considering that like it, it throws out there the amount of... The amount of games also that we've played that have come out on game pass after the fact you know and then also finding new games i know phil my brother will just like there is a button on there that says uh select for me and it'll randomly pick a game and install it and then you're like well i guess i'm trying this one now and (laughs) he does that actually kind of a lot (laughs) oh damn i mean they dumped a lot of new stuff recently so dishonored is on there all the all the dooms 
Oh, you guys could play the Evil Within. Yep, Evil Within. I like that I game. Know. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I've got plenty to. Oh, uh, they've got the Last Dragon Quest on there too. <laughs> yeah, and, then oh, and they have like again six different. Yeah. Uh, like I've I have currently six indies that are installed that I'm like, well, I just need like two hours. I'm gonna knock these out because it'll be fun. Um, mm-hmm. Just small stuff. One of them's a Val Valhalla, which is a uh, it is a cyberpunk. You're a bartender serving drinks to people and learning the stories of the, the people. Carto, nice. play Carto if you haven't yet. Carto, that's on my list. Yeah. Yep. So right. uh, there's a lot of good games with Game Pass. That's that's something that if you just want to try games without really purchasing, that's a way to go. But uh, enough about Game Pass and us hyping. You know, hashtag ad. Yeah, hashtag ad. We're shilling over here. Uh, Joel, you wanted to talk about Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening. Yeah, mandatory checking, Joel. I did. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it's it's been like, what, four or five episodes since I brought anything to the table? Yeah, but when was the last time I you mean, talked to you? You got Link's Awakening like a while ago, right? Or was that Alex? It was when it was it was when it came okay. out. Like, I, I got it at launch. I, I loved the look of it. I'd never played uh, Link's Awakening before, and like so many other games, I played for a little while, and then life got in the way. Uh, part of why I, I went on this whole journey of, like, I'm not going to buy any games this year, because if I could show you my shelf, it, there's a shameful amount of games there and, and digital stuff I own. Uh, and since it's the 35th anniversary of Zelda, I figured, like, maybe I'll challenge myself to try to play through as many of these Zeldas that I haven't yet, and Link's Late Awakening was one of them. And, uh, I mean, I don't want to retread the ground of, I mean, it's an adorable recreation of the uh, Game Boy game. Uh, has that real Rankin Bass, uh, you know, uh, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer look with the characters on it. Everything is sort of bright and flowery and uh, cute, you know. The, the frame rate has occasional drops that uh, are, are kind of disappointing. Like, it... I know it is a recreation from the ground up. The Switch isn't the most powerful thing, but there's not so much I'd see on there that I would think cause that much issues. It sounds weird to and me. Also, like, yeah, to it, hear that it loses frame rate. <laughs> what do you do? Yeah. Like, dodge rolling and it just, like, stutters? Or I mean, it, well, you can't really dodge roll. but drop like, too many it's bombs. Just, and, it's, it's really just areas where there's enough people on the screen. Yeah. Or, or around you. It's more about I think the fact that it is. If you if you look at the way the game is, if you look at a screenshot right now, it looks like a diorama, a three D fully fleshed out claymation diorama, sure. and it feels like you can step into it and walk around it, and you can't. The camera is is stagnant, but it feels that way, and so with that. I feel like that's where the problem comes in. It's trying to do so much, but you know, that could be uh, a limitation that could also be a negative saying, why would you try to do so much? But I, I appreciate how much they're doing that. It looks so different. That makes Mm -hmm. me kind of forgive some, some of the drops. Uh, Yeah. It's, it's not something I mark off of it too much for it. It, I played enough games that have frame rate drops, especially if you're considering older games that, like Zelda has not usually been all that smooth of an experience anyway when it comes to that kind of stuff through most of them that I played. So uh, there is also like this interesting 
uh, blur effect that's around the outside it's of the screen too. Yeah, you know that. So there are a few things visually that get sort of you know get acquainted to. Uh, but I'm I'm enjoying it quite a bit. I've just got through the second dungeon. Uh, the world has really opened up now that you have things like uh, the ability to pick up rocks. Uh, there's a jump button in this now, a jump ability, which yep. like that that took me by surprise because it's the first time I played a Zelda that has an actual jump. Uh, there are these sections that are like 2D side scrolling, so if you go into like certain underground areas, it'll actually be like more like a Mario game. And there's a lot of Mario crossover type stuff too. So like in these sections, there'll be Goombas walking around, and you can actually like jump on them and kill them. There's uh, chain chomps in the the main uh, town when you first visit. Yeah. So it's. It must have been a, a point in time where they were a little more loosey-goosey about having that kind of crossover in their games. But really really fun inclusions. The The puzzles are approachable. They're, they're not uh, tough to really uh, grasp. Some of the stuff is more archaic in that, like, they'll give you an item and say, just like, somebody might want this. And then you have to sort of just wander around to see if you can find the right person to do it. But that's all older 2D Zelda conventions so it's very the gameplay is very much steeped in the traditional 2d zelda uh which makes sense because it's like one of the first ones but uh it's been kind of refreshing going back to this style and format i i'm everybody here knows how much i love breath of the wild like it, it to me that's like the best switch game it's one of the best zelda games uh just the way it eschewed all of the old Zelda conventions and went out for a total adventure kind of experience hit me in all the right ways but it's been nice scaling back into a more typical Zelda and uh, I'm I'm champing at the bit to actually play through the rest of this one so uh, now I just need to figure out what Zelda I should play after this okay you know I, I played along a little bit with you I was already past the second dungeon but I definitely uh, explored some more, got to the next kind of story beat, and uh, yeah, no, I, I I agree wholeheartedly. This is a a great entry for me uh, to to play something like that and a little bit more the old school style. Yeah, yeah. I, the main break for me now is that I'm not afraid to check a walkthrough <laughs> if I get stuck. Uh, I mean that that's something I've sort of conceded uh, as I've gotten older and then time has become a real uh, valuable commodity is not beating myself over the head too much with it. I have not used it yet in this game, to be clear. Well, but, oh no, certain games I'm all walk through. Yeah. Without question. Yeah, I'm, Joel, you need to not a, respect the beat list. You are the champion this year, remember? <laughs> walk through the whole way, Joel. I'm working on it. Uh, I, I started off strong, and then, then I petered off lately. I, I need to get back on that wagon. Yeah, I'm starting to come back up. I'm getting there. Uh now, I just want to quick touch on uh, Apex Legends. Uh, there, I dove back into... Uh, I'm back on my bullshit. Uh, <laughs> but but the reason being is that it dropped on Switch, and I wanted to kind of feel it out and see what I thought about it. Um, and uh, I I went back to PC. Cause, yeah, uh, the that's Switch what I thought. Is, uh, <laughs> the Switch one isn't the worst. It's not... God awful! It it plays it plays, which is uh, which is all all sorts of like wow, Alex. Like that's a, a statement. 
<laughs> I'm saying <laughs> is that it doesn't necessarily need to. It, plays. it doesn't necessarily need to. It could be a complete train wreck. And I think it plays. It doesn't. Uh, you can do all the moves. You can. You can. I was hitting enemies. I got. I got a couple wins, but. It's more that your field of view is so much shorter. They've yeah. closed it in. And then on top of that, the the Apex Legends UI has never been clean. It's always mini-map, death counter, all of your items, healing items, special abilities, uh, and then all your, your two different guns, grenades. Everything is all on the screen. That screen is cluttered. So with the dim, like the closed-in field of view, mm-hmm. it feels claustrophobic. It does. It just it it, it feels like you. It, it just feels like I don't get enough of the screen. So whenever the action does get particularly tense, it feels panicky almost, and more reactionary than anticipate anticipatory. Yeah. That's a word. We know what you're going with. Yeah, because because you don't see where any of the action is, and you're just wildly turning. And uh, my first my first couple games, you know what? I didn't realize they have the gyroscope, and that's yeah. all. That's fu- that's fucked. That's fucked from the jump because it's <laughs> like I'm trying to play, and then I realize that everything I do is just like moving my arm, and all of a sudden the whole screen moves. So I just like I'm gonna hold still and try to play because it's it's a it's a battle royale online. So there's no pausing. So I'm like, if I don't want this to be all screwed up, I got to hold the controller like this. And if anytime I'd like shift a little bit, the camera would shift. Oh, oh, oh. there has to be a menu option to turn that off. I, right? I did. Yes. I did. Okay. I did. Okay. I, I played one round of this because I just had morbid curiosity. I liked apex legends. It's something that I only play on PC when you're playing and you say you want to play. Uh, I, I don't think it's, bad at all like it, it it's a different experience though than what it is on pc and i think if you accept it as that then you can still find some enjoyment on it but like there's a there's a big graphical hit game looks like it's a playstation 3 game it's muddy uh, as hell yeah yeah like very unclean textures and things you and, pull up the item it. wheel and it takes takes a second and a half to load <laughs> like item wheel i can scroll around it but i don't see yeah. any items I'm like, uh, right. I think my healing is here. It's fine. I just keep yeah. going. And, and it's also something where first week out, you imagine they're going to be issuing patches to improve stability of the game and the like. So uh, I might keep it installed and play every so often. Yeah. I, I'm just, I'm used to taking those graphical hits anymore since Switch has become sort of my main platform. Yeah, makes sense. Okay. So that was our backlog blog. Now we're moving on to our special bonus segment. Let's link this content into our bonus segment. Good work, Eddie. That was clever. You like that? I should yeah. have said let's <laughs> link it past. No. Ooh, there you go. Mm. Past this BS and into the bonus segment. Quick, Alex, get us out of here. <laughs> oh, I can't. <can't-y> sneezing. <laughs> that hurt too. I held it back. Okay, so we're going to go into listener email. Listener email, uh, you can contact us at superggradio at gmail.com, where we will answer your emails live. Uh, This week, we received an email, like this happens often. (laughs) (laughs) So we were all very excited. Uh, We received an email from Todd S. Todd S., hey, guys. 
I've been listening to you all for about a year and a half. I really like your banter back and forth about video games and all things adjacent. I built a PC last fall with the intention of playing single-player tri- uh, single AAA games and indies and beta-type games. But I am finding it difficult to find a reliable place for games and demos coming out. I thought about streaming as well, but Comcast speeds don't allow it. The question I have is, where are a couple good places to look for games in development or early release games other than, uh, than the, Steam, uh, the Steam area? Keeping up, keep up the good conversation and keep seducing the news. GG, Todd S. Thanks, so Todd. Who wants to start? Uh, <laughs> I'll start because I, I kind of was going further. For I was the beginning, picking all the games. Um, thanks, Todd, for uh, writing in. Uh, so uh, I go to a website called Alpha Beta Gamer. Alpha Beta Gamer gives all new demos and beta tests for games. Uh, the beta testing subreddit. Uh, is very hit or miss. You'll see a couple things, but it's not too common to see something on there. Uh, there was another website, but I kind of actually stopped using it. So the main one right now is Alpha Beta Gamer. Uh, also on Twitter, they're pretty good. Now uh, the games are selected by our, our uh, Eric Getty Gettinger. Getty, what, how do you kind of pick the games? Uh, as Alex suggested, Alpha Beta Gamer is usually the go-to. I'll flip through a couple of pages on there. Each page usually has four or five games on it, and I will look at them to see if I would play it or if it seems like it has an interesting idea behind it uh, before clicking on it and doing a little bit more reading. Otherwise, I am not afraid of Steam, and my (laughs) algorithm is completely messed up, so I will literally just pick stupid stuff that I find on there. For example, Contraband that we played this week. <laughs> that was another game that showed up just randomly, and uh, it, I, I enjoyed it. It's, it's not. Uh, you just kind of have to like put yourself out there and say like, "All right, I'm gonna roll the dice here and try uh, whatever pops up." Yeah, it's it's a fair question from Todd because you looked at the more mainstream gaming sites. It's obviously AAA games. Uh, there might be some indie coverage, but it's really only stuff that's kind of high profile from developers that have already established a name for themselves, or they'll catch on to something after it's kind of d- gotten fire with uh, a larger fan base. So, I, I mean, that's that's why the Alphabet of Damer is an obvious one. Steam, you know, I know you're looking for alternates, but Steam really is a good place to sort of search for new things. Uh, you know, and beyond that, like Twitter. So like Twitter is actually a decent space to find, uh, new indie games. If you go looking for them, I don't have like good, uh, accounts off the top of my head at the moment, but maybe we can at least link some of that in the show notes too. Uh, cause if you, if you follow, if you start following these indie developers, they also are good at not just promoting their own games, but they'll start like retweeting other people's work and so praising like, like you know this looks really cool this is a new as a neat thing that they developed over time and stuff like right that. and and these developers are often just releasing like small snippets of what they're working on to try to promote and show what they're working on with uh, and and get eyeballs and so you also did a view into you know how soon there's a demo or a beta dropping for something that interests you and, and most of them are also eager to get communication so like for for us you know we will message them and, and they'll be 
so eager just to talk with us and, and see somebody interested in the game too. So you might you might be able to get more honed in on when this stuff is happening too. But also joining uh, joining um <clears throat> publisher discords. Yep. Um, different. Uh, I, I'm I'm part of a couple of diff, uh, different discords that are just uh, publishers promoting their indie games that do have like beta test stuff. Uh, Raw Raw Fury is one of them. Um, I'm looking through some of mine now, but there's a there's a couple of uh, discords you can kind of jump into that will like Moon Eye Studios is another one uh, that if you uh, find a way into their Discord, which is again it's all it's all fans of their games, you can find it on their websites. Yep. And they'll be promoting. Oh yeah, we got a new game coming out, and uh, if anybody wants to beta test it, here is like codes for it. You can sign up at this website. Flying Oak but, Games is another one. But beyond that, just uh, let us be your truffle pig. <laughs> I don't know yes, about digging that. Deep. Like, oh. Sometimes we find some pretty <laughs> not tasty uh, items. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to delve deep, but I can tell you right now, uh, we've we've been doing this now for two years, and I want to say there's at least. Uh, the, I was the truffle pig for the longest time. I was playing way more than you guys were because I was at, I think there was at least thir- uh, 20 to 30 a year that I was mm-hmm. beta testing that I'd kind of come back and be like, what's what else we got on the list? Shit, I'm still <laughs> upset that Alex took us to the bone zone. That was terrible. I'm never letting <laughs> like that, that go. Game. I that was a good idea. Get that bone zone out of here. I mean, I still uh, I still think that there's a good idea with uh, Rivals of Aether Mobile that, that was, uh, what's it called? It was... It was triple triad, no triple triad. Oh, Lord. Yeah, except they made it super difficult. Yeah, that was one that we didn't talk about because we got into that beta. The triple triad, uh, uh, Rivals of Aether mobile game was very difficult. Very, <laughs> they just pummeled <laughs> you to the ground. Yeah, and... uh, Joel's mentioned getting murked before. That's exactly what yep. this was, except yeah. getting kicked after you you're down on the ground, beaten repeatedly. Yeah, so. <laughs> So yeah, there's a uh, there's a lot uh, a lot of kind of options for you, Todd. If you're if you're looking to kind of explore the development of games and and what uh, early uh, early builds of games kind of look like and what you're what you're seeing there. And as far as streaming goes, if your internet speeds are crap, find slower paced games. That you can interact with don't go for the the first person shooters things like that you can still stream with garbage just maybe not wouldn't go for the, some of the more graphically intense games or those fast-paced twitch games that make sure you've got a uh, wired internet connection too <laughs> that helps wired is always better if you want to go the other route, you could just do uh, let's plays or playthroughs and make YouTube videos, making content like that that doesn't necessarily need a live audience. So, but the the number one the number one thing is just to start doing it. Just do it. Do it because it's fun. No, I was gonna say do it because the, there's do nothing it to fear. It's, it's, fun it's, for it's like you. it's like jumping out of a plane. You just got to do it. <laughs> With a parachute. That sounds parachute. much worse. Yeah. <laughs> that doesn't sound fun no, no, at do all. It, do it because you enjoy it. That's the guess is what I meant by fun. There we go. And again, if anybody would like to send us an email, superggradio at gmail.com. We will hopefully read it on the show. Unless you're that one guy who harassed us on Facebook. We, we still read that. Yeah, we still show. read that on the show. Yeah. But don't email us. <laughs> don't, don't email, email us. Crazy. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Let's move on to one last thing. 
one last thing where we give one last sentence, one last statement, sending us into the weekend and you, the listener, into the weekday. For me, uh, I'm still churning out the video projects. I got uh, I got an NDA. I got an NDA beta test. I got to capture footage for two games, plus edit a Skater XL edit, plus I'm going to do Bravery Network Online, and then I'm very tired. I'm very tired cranking out this content. Joel? <laughs> I don't feel bad. All right, so... No, no, you do this to yourself. Uh, okay, so presuming that I actually beat Link's Awakening, after mm-hmm. that I'm going to need to choose another Zelda. Minish Cap. I, Minish Cap? Or are you just throwing out like the most obscure one for me to jump hey, on? Hey, unless next? you can get the Seasons games. Can you get yeah, those? I mean, Min- Minish Cap was good. The Seasons were good. Uh, Twilight Princess, if you haven't beaten that yet. Yeah. I was I, saying more Minish Cap because I, I thought that wasn't a good... No, Spirit Tracks is the one that's bad. Play Spirit Tracks. Wow. <laughs> You're a dick. I, I've, <laughs> I mean, I do, I do have one of the 3DS ones on the Wii U because Kelly liked it. Um, I don't think it was Spirit Tracks, though. But I meant, like, rip off the Band-Aid. Rip off the Band-Aid. I'll do Twilight Princess because I'm, I'm going to need to be able to pace these out in a way that I don't get burnt out. So I'll switch from 2D to 3D. Okay. Wind Waker was also a bad one. That is not what the fan base thinks. Man, I, you know, I'm okay with <laughs> the way Zelda gates you, but if it's the ship telling me, no, I won't dock there, fuck you, it's a bad game. I, I've got the HD remake on Wii U, so I, I heard they streamlined a lot of that stuff. So, uh, fingers crossed on that. Getty, one last thing. All right, team, it's it's your choice. Am I getting Star Ocean departures on switch or am i gonna pull the trigger on immortals phoenix rising immortals immortals because i want to play star ocean 2 and i'm too i have too many games that i have my my hands into right all now right. that i can't you, you, you need an rpg intermission i know that's my reason. That panzer dragoon all right it's only two Dragon. more hours that it's on sale so i'm gonna have to do it right after we finish yeah. Get Star Ocean, because I'm a contrarian. (laughs) All right, well, two out of three. Alec, what's your one last thing? Well, this weekend is two things. It's time to roll for initiative, and my hot tub is set up and good to go. Nice. Plus, you're making more flour? Oh, yeah. Always got to grind that flour by hand. Got to... Use the old-fashioned bit brace to, to drill the holes. Screw this modern electronic crap. <laughs> oh, I, I thought that was coded language for something. No, he, he legitimately <laughs> is taking the grain and grinding it. He This is his new hobby. Uh, I, more power to you. That's, uh, that's impressive. <laughs> I think it tastes better. <laughs> probably does. I mean, probably. Yeah. Probably, yeah. And that will be it for this week's Super GG Radio. Before we go, you can find us on Twitter at Super GG Radio and twitch.tv slash Super GG Radio, where we have Super Speed Sundays, Multiplayer Mondays, or Career Day Mondays, 2D Tuesdays. Nothing on Wednesday, so we're taking a break. Thursday is the podcast. Friday is Keeping It Together with Sam and Kevin, Divinity Original Sin 2. Saturday is Kingdom Hearts with Joel and Kelly. 
and that is our streaming also check out our youtube give us a subscribe on there as we are still cranking out beta breakdowns we also have a couple more projects in the works uh, uh between some of our members here uh i don't know why alec is showing me a sock so i'm going to continue with my breakdown here <laughs> Uh, there will be time. a beta breakdown for Bravery Network Online that's incoming, uh, and uh, we're gonna be keep keep going, keep going, keep giving us new content. Uh, we're gonna have new guests and uh, keep growing. If you'd like to reach us with questions or input, our email address is superggradio at gmail.com and provide a review on iTunes or the What Was That Game Called of your choice. Nice. Thanks for listening. GG Joel. Good game. GG Getty. GG. GG Alec. GG Alex. GG Todd. Good night, everybody. find this game <laughs> what you described was completely insane it could no. have been anything okay no. so playstation 3 game uh flying flying no sword. you had um, you had a blade you so, had like a glaive like a glaive in the main mechanic you would throw it heavenly sword no was oh, it just awesome. called blades no was it dark sector there you go thank you Dark sector. Dark sector. Is that actually you, you what You know is? what I googled, Alex? PlayStation what? 3 game, space throwing glaive. There you go. You got there. First uh, result, Dark you. Sector. And if I you look at the screen, look at the cover. Look what he's got. I, Alex, I, I can't see you. the box art. Hmm. I, I don't uh, think you can throw that without hurting yourself. Well, it, it's apparently he was infected by a fictional technocyte virus, which gives him the ability to grow this three-pronged glaive at will. So you're not—it's not returning to you. You just throw it, 
and regrow and it, it. you grow a new one. But still, you're throwing it and you're hurting yourself. Also, this is where Warframe came from. No shit. Mm. The guys, they made Dark Sector. It was originally supposed to be the story of Warframe. And in fact, the guy in Dark Sector, his name is whatever, the, whatever what do they call you in Warframe? They called you... Tano? Um, Tano? Yeah, his name is Tano. Ah. Mm. So wait, so, you knew this beforehand... I, you know, I just now remember that because I, because I pull up Dark Sector like he when he told me the name, and this is Dark Sector slash Warframe, and like I'm like, oh, this is the one that's supposed okay. to be. Okay. All right. I didn't. That I makes, forgot about. That it. makes more sense. Apparently, it got banned in Australia. They banned a lot of games in Australia they back in the day. Games, yeah. 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 Um, <clears throat> oh, due to its violence, particularly the finishing moves. The player character is Hayden Tano. Manhunt. Grand Theft Auto, definitely banned in Australia. Oh, Grand Theft Grand Theft Auto causes carjackings. Ban it. <laughs> Dead or alive at stream volleyball. I had Oops. a copy of that. Brian Dressel had a copy of that too. <laughs> yeah, you know, the, we played a lot of volleyball. <laughs> sure, 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 sure. <laughs> Well, as long Bobby as ball. you insisted on bringing your own controller whenever you'd play, I think you were safe. Because these were all sticky. That, that's gross. Why is the A stuck in? <laughs> Don't worry about it. Wait, you oh, you all remember Mario Party Scar? Yep, Mario Party Scar. You you guys, they sold gloves. Just smacking the controller Fuck with that. your dong? No, no. No. It's... <laughs> <laughs> no, it's when you try to stick the stick in your stick... That doesn't work. Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> There's Too no far. way that works. Too far. Well, yeah, that's how you get hurt, Joel. Uh, Beth said, uh, I'm, uh, I said, everything all good? And she sent me a text. goes, yep, putting her down now. I go, no, don't put her down. We want her alive. Yep. Why that that all the time on the kids. We have a lot of grim jokes. She'll she'll be yelling because a blanket went over her face and we'll just go, SIDS! Oh, God, SIDS! Save me from the SIDS! <sighs> that is dark. It's bad stuff. Are right. you ready? Uh, yep, turning us back mm-hmm. on. Back to the stream. There you go, whoever's reading. 